hurt. It took me a long time. Uh -huh. When you ran, it hurt. Oh. Like your knee hurt while you yeah, ran. Yeah, but that's because I'm nervous. My body was off. They were forcing me. What? How far? But also, away when you ran, it must have How? Like what? Just put it in a piece of paper, rip off a corner. Jen had a baby. Did you wait? Oh. No. I'm Allie Riley, and you're watching 110 Football. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Sunday's result was not what we wanted, but we're still going to put on a great show for you today. That's right. Jessica Black and Sarah Gordon are also here. We'll break down the game over the weekend and have some fun with a game called Nothing, Something, or Everything. Now fire up that grill, grab a beverage of your choice, and hang out with us. Angels Wear Boots starts now. Welcome to another episode of Angels Wear Boots. Thank you for spending your holiday with us. It was a tough weekend for our Angels, but it's just one game. Now let me introduce the panel that is here today with me to break it down. First, we have Jessica Black. Hello. You may have seen her earlier on LAFC 360. We have former Canadian national Lauren Susselman. 
Sea Defender Sarah Gordon. How is everyone? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. We're great. Good. We're great. Hey, excited you guys to be are here. Ready to just jump right into it. Yes. You don't want the small talk. No. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, before we get started, um, this show is nothing without the audience or the, the viewers at home. So make sure you guys are active in the chat. At some point during the show, we will actually answer your questions you know, live on camera. So make sure you guys are involved. Um, yeah, should be a lot of fun. And make sure you like, subscribe, ring that bell, all those good things. Let's go. I always love Lauren's energy. <laughs> Why do we need coffee when you can just hang out with Lauren? <laughs> well, like I said earlier, it wasn't the result we wanted for Angel City on Sunday. Let's get into the biggest talking points coming out of the game. It's time, as always, for hashtag, hashtag trending. Can't even speak. We lost 1-0 to Gotham in a game where it seemed like we were the better side. Jessica, what went wrong? Oh, man, it's just one of those really kind of like frustrating games where it feels like you have all the chances and then the opposition comes down one time and gets one chance and one goal and you can't really, you know, rebound from it. I honestly think that Angel City did a lot, you know, and you see the goal right here that's where um, that's like their Gotham's only chance. And yeah, they put it away and they were clinical. But when you look at the statistics, we were well on top and um, it's just really unfortunate we didn't get the rub of the green on the night. Like we just didn't get the luck that we needed. Um, I'm sure there'll be bigger conversations around like, you know, how did that goal come about and, you know, what's going on with the attack. But ultimately, I think this game comes down to just not being able to finish your chances. And at the highest level of the game, you have to be able to do that. I still think that this is a blip, not really a pattern, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, oh, rubber the green. Yeah, I was going to say, we green. smiled because uh, we learned something new from Jess today. Rubber the green. A little bit of luck. <laughs> yeah, and we saw on the goal, I mean, Midge did a good job of just kind of getting a poke there and if you put it away and that's what we'd like to see from our side as well, kind of getting those chances in the back of the net. But I feel like, um, you know, not necessarily the best moment for the defense. Um, they've been so strong. They've had a few shutouts in a row. And so mistakes, of course, always happen. We know as defenders, we yep. have been there. Yep. I have done some crazy things, but you know, it's learning as you go. Um, we'd like to see, you know, possibly a little bit more shift from our other center back to get behind Vanessa. You know, Vanessa may be making a better decision in the box, but it's a learning process and mistakes happen, of course. Um, so yeah, I mean, they haven't gotten scored on in a while. So yeah. it, it does happen, it's part of the game. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was a strappy game, a lot of back and forth action going on. I mean, Angel City had 24 shots, you know, six on goal and then 14 corner kicks, and we'll talk more about that. But I think we have a actually something, Meryl yep. here. I think some of our biggest problems have been sometimes lacking in our midfield and the forwards not having the chemistry yet. How do you all think we can resolve this? Rotations, signings, more games? I feel like it could be a little bit of like all of those things. I don't think it's like one particular issue. And when you do look at the midfield, you know, we were missing Danny Weatherholt. And I think that that was really apparent when the lineup came out. I saw it was McCaskill and Endo and Ricaro. And Endo and McCaskill are more attacking you know, midfielders. So it's, I don't think Ricaro had her partner there. And so we looked a little light in midfield, but you know, rotation, it could be a little bit of rotation, maybe a little bit of tiredness. Signings, of course we need signings. It's a new team and more games, more chemistry comes with more games. So I think it's a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
Well, let's dive deeper into a topic that it seems we're going to be talking about until we start finding the back of the net, and that's this offense. Sarah, what is presenting, preventing this team from scoring more goals? Well, I think it's a little bit what we were just talking about um, last game, and we were talking about this a little bit before the show. It, it did look like, you know, we're still kind of finding the chemistry and, and the way to combine and work together, and it looked a little bit more individualistic. Is that a word? Yes. I think yes. so. Okay. Yes, yes. Good. Nailed that. <laughs> Um, and, I mean, we've said it a million times, so we're going to say it again. It takes time. Of course it takes time. Um, it's going to take time. <laughs> it's going to take time. And also, and what I alluded to before, we had 14 corner kicks, a lot of set pieces that we didn't capitalize on. So that's a big thing. For me, I think, and we're going to talk a little bit more, too, when we talk about the next trending topic, but I want to see a little bit more runs off of Simone Charlie. You know, she's such a presence up there. I thought as a defender, when I'm watching this game, I'm like, I can defend Charlie in this game because I didn't see a lot of runs off of her. So for me, that's what I want to see more of, of the offense, getting her more involved, getting those runs in behind, you know, getting our 10 in there a little bit more. Um, but I don't know, Jess, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, with the, I think Sarah kind of hit the nail on the head with this one. In this particular game, it just looked like we had a lot of attacking, but the, everybody was t attacking on their own. Mm -hmm. And the one really good chance that we did have, which is the one uh, from Kristen here, the lead up to that was actually McCaskill passing it to her with a nice little slip ball. And so what you kind of want to see a little bit more of is like Kristen, McCaskill, Endo, and um, Simone Charlie or Lucy having those connections in tight areas in and around the opposition's box. And what we really just see is a lot of individual actions. Those are great, but they don't always come off. Also, another thing too is, is we need more like presence in front of the net, in my opinion. I mean, you had a lot of good crosses in from Endo and Lucy, in my opinion. And I just really want that fight a little bit more in there to really get ahead. I know Charlie got on it a little bit. Um, so just missing that little, like that extra in that final third there. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those games, it happens um, when you sometimes are dominating and you don't, you don't win you don't win the game so yeah. it happens i but. mean the last 15 20 minutes i was on the edge of my seat yeah. the entire time like thinking one of them mm -hmm. one of the balls is going to go in the back of the net but like you said it, it presence in the box on both sides um here yeah i mean basically <laughs> when you look at our expected goals i mean we were at about two expected goals in this game and again gotham had like one chance and one goal and that's so unfortunate but when you have almost two expected goals that means that you created enough chances and we can always say like well we created the chances it was unlucky which is really what i think it is but if you continue to see a pattern where we're creating the chances and we're not putting them away you have to question the attacking players and so don't think we're quite there yet but the story of this game was we didn't finish our chances yeah and so, also gotham did not i mean their roster is stacked we've yeah. been talking about this yeah. they have an amazing roster a lot of veterans national team players everything they didn't look good they looked disconnected they, you know, I, I wanted to see more from, well, I didn't really want to see more from Midge because I'm part of Angel City, but if yeah. I was yeah. rooting for the other team, I want to see Midge get the ball at her feet and take people on, and they weren't really getting her the ball. So, I mean, Gotham can be a great team, but we looked like the better team overall. Yeah. So there's a couple questions that I want to tee up for you guys, both about Kristen. One, Irene in the chat says Kristen should take more corners. Do you guys agree with that? And then also we have Fabiola. Kristen needs help out there. It seems like we lose the ball too much in the middle and then she has to drop down and defend. How do you feel about those? Going off of Fabiola's point is kind of what I was talking about is those when she, Simone kind of just feels like she's, you know, on an island by herself up there sometimes and getting Kristen in behind, Lucy in behind is what we need more of, but we can't when we when we do lose the ball, 
they have to come back and they have to defend for and it takes away from our you know our attack so I agree what do you think about Kristen on corner well, if you take Kristen out of the box, then you lose a little bit of your attacking presence in that box if you have her doing the corners. I mean, I don't know why we'd have her do corners. I think Savannah McCaskill has really great services and there's yeah. other players with good services. Of course, Press has great services as well. Yeah. But like you said, she can pick up loose balls in the box and get good chances on goal or reserve it. And so I think that's the best option. What Sarah said. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff in the chat, guys. Keep them coming. So we're gonna take a step back from Sunday's disappointing loss and look at the team's bigger picture. What is missing, Lauren? You know, we, we talk about this a lot. For me, it's still finding really that missing piece in the back line. I think that's a big thing. I mean, when Jasmine Spencer got hurt, you know, Lucy had to step in there. I think she was a little out of position this game. I, I think there are some other options, maybe off the bench, that maybe could have stepped in that role. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, I think we talked about the, the number nine. We still need more presence up there. We still need more, maybe more options off the bench that can step into that role as well. Um, you know, the team is still raw. It's still new. We, we talked and we've alluded to that a lot. So, and also my biggest thing is when the international break is coming up, you know, there's a lot of FIFA days coming up, CONCACAF, you're going to be losing some players. Who's going to step into those roles if they're not really doing a lot of subs and stuff like that? So I'm going to actually cut you off there for a second before I ask these two what they think is missing because we did have a question earlier in the chat that is it time to start having more rotations for Freya to start mixing it up? One to two subs probably isn't going to be enough, especially with the international window coming up. So how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to start sprinkling some of those players in so they get used to, to playing with the team. And so, yeah, I think that's like a no-brainer. Like, you have to start using the squad. And I know the squad is not as deep as it probably should be, but, you know, you're going to have to start using the girls that aren't playing a lot because they're going to end up playing minutes and you don't want them out there with no um, no chemistry or continuity with the, with the group that's there. And, and for me, this is the thing. You had Hammond playing you know, quite a bit in the beginning. You had Lily Nabbit coming off the bench a little bit in the beginning in preseason. You were integrating some of those players, and now it's almost like, for especially for a player like Hammond, who I think is a great player, but then didn't start or didn't play the, the following game after when she started that one game. For me, that's like that's a big thing. So getting those girls back out there, getting that confidence back up is a really big thing. And sometimes we forget a lot of these players are coming from teams where maybe they didn't get as many minutes. So it's still new and fresh for them. So do you think that Freya may have found her, her best 11 and then try to kind of stuck to it because she was like, okay, well, we need to keep winning games. Cause yeah. a lot of times like you find your winning formula and then you don't want to disrupt it because you, you finally found it. You know, it seemed like she was looking for it and now she has it. So could we really maybe blame her for just keeping the group together? Because that group was working really well, I thought. It will be interesting too. And maybe you can talk a little about this because it's injuries. We don't know when Danny's going to be back. I think Weatherholt does a great job when she when she's in that middle there. She keeps, she's a great leader on the field, um, great communicator, calm on the ball. Clarice, I think, has been doing a great job when she's coming onto the pitch. Jasmine being hurt, we don't know what's going to happen with that situation. Maybe you can. Yeah, Sarah, other than you missing, yeah. <laughs> do you have any added comments on what well, you feel like today? I think that, um, and we kind of like spoke on it before, and one of the questions alluded to it as well. We're talking about how we see our wingers defending a lot. We were kind of talking about before how, I mean, our back, our back line has done a great job of staying intact and together, but on the other side of that, then you're not really getting your outside backs forward as much to press and to help your attackers win the ball up high and then go to goal. The higher you win the ball on the field, the closer you are to the goal. You know, it's a little bit easier to score that way. So um, 
I think as much as that's helped us keep goals out, it's hurt us a little bit in, in the opposite way, um, in my opinion. So I think, I mean, we see Paige Nielsen coming back. She got some minutes in. I'd like to see how that continues to go. I'm, um, I, I think great. she's a great player. But I, I think that's like a big glaring thing that I see right now. Agree. Before we move on to the next topic, I want to get to this question from Meryl. Do you think Freya made the right decision starting Clarice over Danny? Well, she, she didn't start Clarice. Um, she she started Endo, McCaskill, and... Oh, not starting, sorry. Oh, not starting. Yeah, so I, we, I kind of spoken about this, and I just think when you lose somebody like Danny Weatherholt, you have to replace her with a like-for-like, like because right now it's like you don't have anybody similar to her than, like, Lebahan is somebody that can play as, like, a central midfielder. And so you lost a little bit of your presence, not because Endo and McCaskill are not great players. We know that they're very skilled, really good creative players, but it's not like for like. And so we lost a little bit of that and Ricaro was kind of by herself. And then you see Kristen and Endo trying to drop back and do things that that's not really what their jobs are. So I wouldn't necessarily call it a mistake. I would just say that because we still had a lot of attacking, like we weren't, we weren't the bad team. Like, you know, we weren't bad, but I think you can see that with players missing, we don't have like for like replacements. So that just leaves you with gaps in the squad. Yeah. Yeah, we also saw Savannah McCaskill defending a lot. I was amazing to see, of course. You love to see your attacking players defend, but she had to do a lot of work in that game. She was yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So, yes, not having Danny, of course, it affected the team, and the midfield has kind of been together. You know, it's been pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. um, and like you were saying before, I mean, obviously I can't comment too much on it, but, like, of course Freya felt good about having an 11 that was winning games. That feels good. You know, you start to build trust in those players. And so... It does, you know, when, when someone gets hurt or something happens, it does mess up your chemistry a little bit. You Not to say it can't be fixed or it can't, you know, be an effortless change. Of course it can be, but sometimes, you know, it, it affects the team. Um, and Lebihan is also coming from France, so we also have to take into consideration adaptation and acclimation to a new league and stuff. So I wouldn't go too hard on, on Freya not starting her because she's acclimating, but I would imagine that if Danny Weatherhold is out for a significant amount of time, Lebahan would become the option because McCaskill and Endo are not, they're not center midfielders like that. They, they're more attacking. Yeah, I really like Endo on the wing, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's so good on the ball. And I feel like when she's on the wing, you know, she when she gets the ball and does things, she has a great effect on the game, but you, it's more sparingly. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I like the idea of her being in the middle mm -hmm. and having more effect on the game going forward. So I think she can really grow into being a central player um, as she, you know, develops in this league. Exactly. Great stuff, everyone. And thank you, everyone in the chat for, for keeping it's the conversation yes. going. I know. <laughs> I love oh, it. Goodness, Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> All right, so moving on, Didi Haracic has stood out as a force and goal for Angel City so far this early season. I recently got to sit down with our keeper, and she gave me a peek inside her mindset before a match, and she also shared her newfound passion off the field. Check it out. Thanks for sitting down. I'm excited to get to know you. So what, okay, I'm gonna jump right into it. What are you most excited about coming to LA? I think just the culture in general, but also it's a standard um, that this club is building. And I think it's exciting that because we are an expansion team, we can do something really special. 
and with over 20 plus thousand people in the stadium, I mean, who doesn't get excited about that? Have you found any pockets of the city that you really enjoyed spending time in? Like, I'm a beach bum. Are you? So you can just find me on the coast. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm on the shore, on up and down. I just love the beach. Hiking, I have not tried to do yet. Um, I don't want to get attacked by these wild animals out here. <laughs> but no, I'm a beach bum, so I'm just loving the shore right now. Do you surf, swim, lay I don't, out? but with photography, um, oceanography is my kind of market that I love, and music photography, so. Okay. But most of the girls surf, so I actually fly my drone when they surf, and I shoot photos of them. Wait, okay, so yeah. let's get into this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you enjoy doing photography. Yeah. So do you do portraits, or like, I guess oceanography, like you enjoy yeah, doing nature. Yeah, so I started with brand and portrait photography, but now I'm just, I love music and I love the atmosphere and how diverse everything is about it. And you just honestly bring people together. So I love that side of it. But with the ocean, like I said, it's just, there's something calming about it. And I just think it's beautiful. Wait, so you also like to do like concerts, yeah. live stuff? Yep. Will you be my photographer? Absolutely. I'm always <laughs> looking for new people, yes. I, I would love to have a personal photographer. Yes. Okay, so outside from the beach and photography, what else do you like to do for, for fun or for your own self-care outside of soccer? I read a lot, so a lot of like mental health performance books and things oh, like that. What are you reading right now? Um, you Do You by Sarah Knight right now. Is this a, a mental health yes. book? Yes. Yeah. What have you learned so far? Just to like be comfortable within yourself and understand that what people do is on them and it's not on you. I've learned a lot pretty recently actually about mental health, that side, but also like mental performance when it comes to sports. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I made friends with a mental performance coach and so I've learned a lot about like imagery work and things like that. Do you do any of that when it comes to, to soccer? Yes, I actually visualize a lot. So before a game, I will spend 10 to 15 minutes doing my visualization and just putting myself in situations in a game that may make me nervous. And then before the game, I walk the lines of the field and same thing, I stand on the field and I put myself in different situations where the ball might be. And I can imagine like being in your position that you know the pressures are really high. So before, in, in addition to this routine, before you go onto the field, like what, what's your routine? I, I'll meditate in the morning um, and then I talk to my sports psychologist. Wow. This is literally a routine. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get to the stadium, I pop my headphones in and it's always calming music. It's never anything crazy because I think I'm already like excited about the game. So I need something to kind of bring me down and ground me. What advice would you have for someone then that's maybe just starting out when it comes to grounding techniques, staying mindful, or even an athlete that wants to do more mental performance practice? Yeah. Just be gentle start. with yourself. I think it's just a matter of it's a process and I currently right now don't have it grasped right away, but I know it's a process. So every week I find myself getting better at meditating and staying in the moment. Um, so I would just be comfortable, be gentle, and be patient with it. like that. Thank you so much for Absolutely. joining us. Thank you. Didi is one of the most interesting people and she's just so creative, but I really liked how she walked me through her routine. And I know on a show a couple weeks ago, Sarah, you told us your game day routine, which is breathing exercises, yoga, meditation. Jess and Lauren, when you guys were playing, did you have any game day routines? 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it, Lauren. <laughs> I'm like superstitious. I wear the same underwear and bra. Oh, every oh, game. You wash it. <laughs> I, I wash it. Don't worry. It's like, and then everything I put on left to right, and then I have to listen oh, to classical music. Oh, she's been music ready for this question. Like, where I'm like getting in my groove, and then when I step onto the pitch, I, you know, I touch the field, hang out, and I'm like put on the pump up music, then I'm dancing. Yeah, and I always have pancakes on game day, but I do a lot of visualization that she was talking about, um, the, a lot of imagery, like stepping onto the field. This is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to slide tackle this girl. I'm taking her out. She's not scoring goals. Like, I'm, I'm okay. S that that was a lot to take in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a full day of things. Okay, right wait. There. So first of all, why left to right? Are you lefty? I'm left-footed. Okay. Yeah, okay. I le I'm, le I'm a lefty, so I do everything left to right. As, and, then, and, and I'm not the only one. I've talked to other athletes that actually do that. I thought I was the only one that did that, but. Everyone has their thing. Yeah. What about pancakes? Yeah. Pancakes are, first Just of all, pancakes are life. That's mm, like my favorite Waffle food. girl, but okay. Okay, I like waffles too, but it's like a thing. <laughs> showing you shaking oh. your head at me. Your routine gives me anxiety because it's so much to get done. Oh. So like I would have anxiety that I wouldn't be able to finish it Well, mostly it all it's the a game. dance party. Okay. So like all day I'm just like in the groove dancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah like just that. like that? Like, yeah. Okay. So, but just like the pancake. Okay. We, it's a thing. It was a nat on the, the, the US team does it too. It's like a national team thing. We always like, they always have pancakes before. On game day, it's, it's like a thing. Is nobody else? Okay, cool. Well, I had a does it look like I played professional? No, I didn't. But that's what we want to know. Toppings, chocolate chip, chocolate butter, syrup, life. berries, whipped yeah. cream. Okay. Don't want any chafing. What? People take for granted they don't want any chafing. <laughs> yep. I don't know what that had to do with, but maybe yeah, my underwear? I don't know. <laughs> okay. We're oh, not skipping okay. you, Jess. We're not skipping you. What was your game day routine when you played? I, I well, didn't have one. Your routine. Just, my what? Your yeah, pre your pre-show routine. routine before you come on set with us. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, I mean, when when I was playing, like, I just I just winged everything. Like, I didn't think about it. I just went out there and I just played. <laughs> Maybe that's why you guys went farther than me. You know what I'm saying? But um, you should have gone left to right. <laughs> for, yeah, I should have went left to right. But I just I don't know. Like, I wake up, I go to the gym. Like, you know, I listen to podcasts. I try to like breathe, do my breathing exercises, like little stuff like that. But that's because I'm older now. Like when I was playing, I just <laughs> winged it like I didn't have a routine maybe I should have had one no that's how I was in college I would just wake up and I go. just yeah I just I ate crap like oh yeah like <laughs> I wish I could have been like that I was like I have to do this I have to do this I'm not gonna be good I don't know I'm oh, weird yeah, that does give me a little yeah I was weird I, know. I have anxiety <laughs> <laughs> you want me blueberry pancakes she knows football you know what's one ton up. football yeah aren't they called crepes crepes or pancakes Ooh, put you on the spot Canada crepes no. Isn't crepe? That's like more French. That's a French thing. Maybe it's like French Canada, Quebec. Yeah. So we're just we going to leave French toast out of this conversation. No, yes, a French we are toast because there's okay. waffles over everything. When they put the little crunch crunch on the French toast. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, so we can have a breakfast segment, but not a dating segment. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> speaking of games and segments, let's move on to a new game we're playing on this show. It's called Nothing, Something, or Everything. All right. How this works, I will give a topic to the panel and they'll have to decide if it's nothing. Lauren, if you could show us what the nothing, yes, represented by the stop emoji. Something represented by the cookie emoji. Sarah, can we see the cookie emoji? <laughs> and everything represented by the 100 emoji. Jess, throw it up. 100, okay. Oh, here. Let's get some enthusiasm for this game. <laughs> All right. We're ready. So ready. I'm gonna read off. We're gonna, I'm gonna read off a topic and then I'm gonna say three, two, one at the okay. same time. Right. Everyone's gonna reveal their emoji. All right, ready? I'm nervous. Kristen Press only has one goal this season. Is that nothing, something, or everything? Three, two, one. Mm -hmm. That's nothing for her. <laughs> that is nothing for her. Okay. 
Yeah. Wait, I, cookie? Something. Yeah, it's something. Let's talk about I it. I mean, yeah. It's something. Y'all said it's nothing. Do you want them to go first? Do you want me to go? No, I want you to go first. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's something. You know, you want Kristen Press to, to score more goals. And I think this just goes back to, you know, <laughs> the lack of clickage in the front the front four. Like, that's all it really is. And, you know, Kristen is, is I think, carrying a lot of that. I'm sure that she thinks, like, okay, I'm the star of the team. I need to always perform. But ultimately, like, her teammates need to help her out a little bit, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think it's something. Is it everything? No. But, you know... Chris, Kristen Press is going to come good. She's, it's not that she's not coming good, but, you know, she's going to score more goals. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's why I think it's nothing, because she so easily I mean, but it's something. will turn. But it's nothing. For, like, it's but a good it's thing. It's like, it ain't nothing. Okay. <laughs> you know? Hey, so that's Thanks my theory there. <laughs> but a chicken. Did you ever hear that? Ain't nothing but a chicken wang. No, I mean, just going off of what both of you guys are saying. <laughs> what, what yeah, I just, I just feel like, I mean, even the last game against Kansas City, she had, you know, the she worked so hard and they got the own goal. It's coming for her. I'm not worried. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe when you're alluding to the fact that we need her to score goals, I understand, but I, I don't like putting pressure on just one player. I yeah, think for it's got it. Sure. Yeah. So I don't think it's, I think it's nothing. I think the goals are going to keep coming. Um, so yeah, that's why I said that. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a follow up on that. Um, given that she was the first player signed to Angel City and the whole homecoming, do you feel like fans are putting a lot of pressure on Kristen? Well, I think there's always a lot of pressure on her because she's a national team player, right. you know, and so. Yeah, but, and she is, you know, one of the home base players, but I mean, I don't she's know, used to dealing with she's that. She's used pressure. to dealing That's... with that. I, I don't think she even thinks about it, to be honest. Yeah. If, I, if I was Kristen, I don't think she really thinks about it. I don't think she really does. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on to the second topic, and it's 3 2 1. Sarah. What? You got, when I say 3 2 1, oh, then you like, oh. <laughs> It's okay. fine, fine. My bad, okay. everyone. It's fine. So, ready? Jasmine Spencer leaves the match with injury. Is that something, nothing, or everything? Three, two, one. Wait, I'm actually kind of confused about okay. the question. Um. So, is Jasmine leaving the match with an injury something to talk about, nothing to talk about, everything to talk about? Well, I hope it's nothing to talk about. Okay. Because I hope she's fine and right. we'll be yeah. in the next game. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, exactly. But also, if for some reason she cannot come next game I'm wondering who's going to step into that role and so that's the only reason why I say something because she has really grown into that her role as an outside back um and she's been exciting to watch so for me it is a little bit of something so that's why I said this yeah I think it's definitely something because Jasmine Spencer has been one of the you know starting she's been in that starting 11 you know so and she's been so so good playing out of position even I mean Benny Vale says it's something Daniel T says it's everything LA LAFC Beast says it's everything so I think we all kind of recognize that Jasmine Spencer is a very important player but if she is out that gives an opportunity for some rotation mm -hmm. and maybe to see some other faces um, coming up so I think it's something but it's not everything so. Okay, but just to be clear, she's coming back, so it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I have a... F In my head. Okay, I have a, hy a hypothetical follow-up. Should she not come back, who would you like to see in her place in the starting 11? I get those minutes. I think give more, mi uh, more minutes to Paige. Because I think she's going to have to step into that center back role when, when Giles leaves. That's just my opinion. Or, or Hammond. I mean, I don't think Hammond is, did a bad job when she was playing. I think she, she is still a little young and raw that's fine but 
I still think she, she knows how, her soccer IQ is there as an outside back. So for me, those two players. I mean, Lucy did great when she played there, but I just don't think we have better options, can I think. She, can she play on both sides? Because on she was she stepped in for Allie Riley. Can she play on the right side as well? Ammon? Yes. I mean, she's a right-footed player. So. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I, I wasn't sure because she played on the other side. So, yeah. Yeah. Could step in, I right? mean, there's definitely outside back options now, which mm -hmm. is good, but hopefully everything's fine and this yeah. isn't we won't have to worry about, about it. Yeah. Yes. And this just a hypothetical game. The chat agrees. Paige is a tough, tough cookie. I see what yes. you did there. <laughs> what you did there. People are loving the cookie emojis. We've talked about food a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm hungry. So, last one. All right. Nothing, something, or everything. Angel City leads the league in attendance. Oh. Three, two, one. Yes, the 100 emoji. Okay, let's talk about it. Who wants to go first? Yeah, big stadium. Um, if you guys have ever went to an LAFC game, you know that um, those fans don't play, and that is also translated over to Angel City. And so the crowds are big. The club is big. It's a big deal to have a team in LA, and you see the fans are replicating that. They jump and sing throughout the entire game, and they're massive. And so I'm not surprised that we have the best attendance. It's it's a no-brainer. So, yeah, I'm loving it. It's a family. It's a community here in LA, which they make. Uh, um, Angel City does a great job of making everyone feel connected and part of it. And also, I mean, even this past game, you know, on a holiday weekend, you had over 18,000 fans there. That's speaking something to what they're building here. Um, yeah, for an expansion team, it's awesome. I think it's pretty incredible when you look at this chart at who's at the top. Yeah. They are expansion teams. Yeah, so. I know Portland's kind of numbers are a little bit lower than usual because of what's gone on within the club and the front office. Um, right. But it's awesome to be, I mean, I've played at Providence Park, mm -hmm. so have you, and like, that was the coolest atmosphere, yep. and now we're the coolest atmosphere, yeah. so, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> everyone in the chat agrees, and again, going back to that chart, I just think it says a lot, just from my personal standpoint of, it's, we gotta keep bringing more teams and expanding the league, because mm -hmm. people are showing up. And it's important for the men's team, if they have a women's team there, yeah. like, that's also playing, to make sure that they, they carry that over. I think that's yeah. why Portland, and um, Angel City have such good attendance is because of the connection with the men's team as well. So I think that's a big deal. All right. Well, that was a fun game. And now it's time for you at home to join the fun and discussion. Send in your questions for us to answer. They don't have to be soccer related. Feel free to get creative. They can be pancake, French toast, or waffle related <laughs> if you'd like them to be. So let's see what everyone's talking about. Um, do you guys have any good, did you get any good questions on social media today? A lot of these right here, no? Yeah. Two massive crowds on Holland. Yep. Let's see. The crowd just echoing everything we've been saying. Do, Do we, we have, have roster space for signings? I've heard rumor, I've heard mixed responses about the roster number this season. I've never been privy to roster space. Well, here's a good question from Daniel T. Since I don't think any of us are privy to the information on, <laughs> on, yeah. on the roster, right. but um, who had the better fits yesterday? Oh. Angel City or Gotham? I'm just going to say, like, I thought Gotham, um, they came for us kind of early on. Like, mm -hmm. we saw that there was, like, a, a tweet from Midge Purr saying that they wanted to beat us and um, some other things that they said about the East Coast being the best coast or whatever, which we know is not true. But, um, <laughs> but in terms of the fits, I mean, what do, you, what do you guys think? I mean, the fits are a big deal now. Well, yes, I don't think that away teams really put fits on, so I don't think, you know, yesterday's game 
for fits, you can really compare because it's like a home team thing. Just yeah. us. But obviously us. <laughs> obviously, I mean, look if Sarah at this was right here, well, yeah, if Sarah was in the, on the like plane right now, her game day fits. Please, you have to give. I have to give a shout out to Gotham though because I've been following them. I think they kind of almost started the they game fit. Are killing it. Oh, yeah, they are killing. Yeah, and the reels every week are great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, we're going. Maria's. Burritos. We, we didn't we didn't address the Gotham admin. Let's talk. She about gets it. a little spicy in the in the tweets. I'm gonna stay unbiased here. Let's. I'd like to hear your opinions though, as a yeah, social media. Yeah, I mean manager. they they put up something where it was like, um, you know, West Coast is the best coast, and then it was like West Coast is the best coast, and like no answer happened to be Natalie Portman, <laughs> who's one of you know one of our girls, you know, in in that meme, and so I didn't love that. Um, but at the same time, it's just like some friendly banter, yeah. and I do think that that's like that's good for the game. Engagement. But um, let's make sure when we go to Gotham that we get yeah. the three points because <laughs> they've been talking smack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. NWSL admin banter is definitely a beast of its own. Okay, so we're going to food because I'd like to talk about food. Burritos or tacos? I thought that said burritos or tacos. I'm like the burrito tacos, but burritos or tacos. Jess had tacos earlier, so... Tacos. Tacos. <laughs> Crunchy tacos. <laughs> from With where? lots of queso. Like French Freya would not like them. From, from, like, street tacos? Oh, street tacos are the best. Yeah, I had them for dinner last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, street tacos uh, are the best. Oh, I like this one. Any book mentions from you that have helped you personally? Ooh, that's Any a good, good book question. recommendations? Um, I like Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he's amazing. And I'm a nerd, so it's What's all no. Very, I'm a like, nerd too. Spiritual so. and like manifest everything. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza, check him out. What's okay. the name of that book? Um, Becoming Supernatural. Ooh. It's about like healing your mind, your body. I like this. That's yeah. A good one. Really good. I like the one that Didi, Didi was talking about. Suggested yeah. because I'm I'm a huge book nerd too. So I usually read a lot of thrillers, but I'm trying to do a little bit more of the other stuff. You know. Nice. So I think like the mental stuff because I suffer like a lot of stuff with mental health. So I think that'd be a, a good one to to read. You do yeah. you. I like the title. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check that one out. Read any good books lately, Jess? Well, <laughs> I mean I like I read some personal like growth and help stuff like yeah. like you guys do but ultimately like sometimes I think it's important not to intake too much information because if you do sometimes it stresses you out mm -hmm. yes. so I like to just read stuff that has nothing to do with my life like just mm -hmm. random romance novels and things like that because you can just it can come in and, and release and when you're constantly yeah. reading something to grow that's good but sometimes it can overwhelm you sometimes too much information is a is a bad thing I too but. love to read romance because I need more of it in my life <laughs> here we go <laughs> Your moment. <laughs> yep. Sarah's been trying to get a segment on the show. We're not getting to it, but <laughs> one maybe day. one day, one day. Well, our show is winding down, so that means it's time for our panel to get something off their chest. Let's get into stoppage time. Lauren, you are up first. What's on your mind today? All right. There's a lot of things on my mind, but this is pretty cool. Okay, so ESPN came out with the top 10 list of the top 10 best female footballers under the age of 21, which is which is pretty cool. And our very own NWSL player, Trinity Rodman, is at number one. And as you can see here, it is an amazing list of players. Lauren Hemp, phenomenal for City. And then we have Sophia Smith, and the list goes on and on. There's a lot of national team players on there that are making sparks both with their club and with their national team. I want to ask you guys, do you think, what do you think about this list? Do you think Trinity would be at number one? I mean, she's she's got the soccer IQ. She's the threat in the air, in behind, off the dribble. 
Rookie of the Year, U.S. Soccer Young Player of the Year. She's got a lot of accolades, but do we feel, because she hasn't had a lot of national team experience yet at the mm -hmm. senior level mm -hmm. compared to like a Sophia Smith um, and some of the other players on the roster. So do, would you have her at number one or do you think she still needs some time? In my experience playing against her, I mean, she's a phenomenal player and you never know what she's going to do. And like, she's the kind of player like, she like if she gets emotional in the game like she's going hard she's gonna go hard as hell so she's difficult to play against and then i've also played against sophia smith a lot and with sophia smith you know what she's gonna do but it's a matter of can yeah. you stop her mm -hmm. i don't know um so they're both great players i yeah sophia smith has had more experience obviously with yep. the national team um, I don't know who I would pick, and I don't want to piss Trinity Rodman off. I'm not going to say that. Okay. <laughs> some talks and some banter in those tweets there. She's going to see. I like that she's like, so yeah. spicy. I love that she's spicy. But I don't know, Jess, if you have anything to to add to that. But I mean, not 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 particularly. I do think that it's like just Trinity Rodman has had a phenomenal year. So I mean, you, if you see her at the top of the list, you can't really count her out. I would say that like if I if there's one player that whenever they're playing I I never miss them is Sophia Smith. I just mm -hmm. feel like there's just something about her that and I think it's something like what you said. She's not particularly unpredictable, but you can't stop her from doing what she does and that just speaks to how good she actually is. And she just she doesn't look like she's um super aggressive, but I mean when she's out there with that bubble pony, <laughs> she's killing it, you know. So I think Sophia Smith is definitely up there. Um mm -hmm. But anybody on that list deserves to be there, so. Do you think yeah. anyone's missing from the list? I mean, maybe from Europe? There's, I mean, there's so many players that we could add to that list, but I think that's a really, really good list. I think that's who I'd probably put my top 10 for under 21 as well. Um, but as I was gonna say, Sophia Smith, she's been such a joy to watch on the national team scoring hat tricks. So I almost would put her above Trinity, but I do think Trinity has been has been really, you know, making us making a spark, you know, creating magic. I mean, she's great in that that top three um, for Washington Spirit, you know. So she's been a big spark plug for them. Um, so kudos to her being number one. I think that's pretty special. And somebody from the NWSL being yeah. in that number one spot, I think, is really special because usually a lot of those European players would probably be up there as number one. So that's pretty cool. It's a great list by um, ESPN. And kind of similarly on the topic, Jess, your turn for stoppage time as we're talking about growing the game. Yeah, so um, mine is is based on uh, the t-shirt that I saw, Chris Ward, who's the Washington Spirit coach. Um, he, he wears, a, I look forward to the shirts that he wears every week because a lot of times they have messages on them, but he wore one that said, invest in women, pay women, hire women. And I just thought that, and you can see it up there on the screen, and I just thought, that's just, it's just, I think it's imperative for not just women to try to push, you know, equality on and off the pitch, but men need to get involved as well. But men that are in um, visible positions where the NWSL is getting so much traction and people are really watching it. So having somebody with that shirt on, that's a, um, a you know, a figure, you know, somebody who's a coach and is a male coach as well out there, like spreading the message, I think is really important because it's, it's something that everybody has to come together to push forward. It's not just a woman's issue, it's everybody's issue. And so seeing him do that, it's a small thing, putting on a t-shirt, but it's a big message. And I just like that other people are getting involved but beyond just women and not just saying, it's just your, it's your issue, I don't really care. Like he obviously cares. And so, yeah, I love that. Just pushing the message with everybody being included.
It's a great shirt. If you haven't seen it, the Invest in Women, Pay Women, Hire Women shirt from Kelsey Trainer. you should all check it out. She donates parts of the profits to Black Girls Hockey Club, so it was really cool to see him wear that. Sarah, I know you have something heavy on your heart that you'd like to share today. What's your stoppage time? Yes, so typically I feel like I come out of my stoppage time with like a lot of passion and fun, but this is a topic that I felt like um, I had to address because it did, you know, affect me and so many people um, so heavily last week. Um, first off, we saw uh, Gotham and Angel City, the girls walk out in orange shirts to address gun violence, specifically what happened in Buffalo, as well as what happened at um, Robb Elementary School. And I, I have anxiety talking about this. Yeah. Like it, okay. take your time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, here, here are some pictures of the girls. And I, first of all, I'm so proud of the players of this league that constantly stand for social issues. Um, you know, as female athletes, so many women in this league have used their voice. Of course, I would like to see more, but I'm really proud of the women that have. And I think times like this, you know, made me think that soccer is just like so unimportant um, if we cannot protect our kids. You know, I had to drop my son off at school every morning last week and it was hard. I got emotional after. Um, I think, you know, I could go on and on about tighter gun laws and this and that. And, you know, we saw Steve Kerr with a great message um, and with actual information that, that, you know, a lot of us didn't know. And so my point being, as athletes, we have to use our platform. Um, like I said before, there are a lot of women in this league that do. And then there are also a lot of women in this league that need to do more. And sometimes it's the people with the most privilege that are the quietest. And I'm just gonna say that that really bothers me. But um, of course, like I said, I'm, I'm proud of the women that have spoken up and we have to continue to use this platform because at the end of the day, we're here to raise this game and children are the future of this game. So to raise this sport, you know, we should at the very least be speaking up to, to protect our kids and, and just, you know, um, I know a lot of people were affected by it and I just, I, I wanna I wanna use this moment just to bring it up and, and I would love to like not talk about it and just kind of talk about lighthearted things, but but I, I do feel the responsibility to, and those that have followed me on social media know I, I'm constantly talking about these things. So um, proud, proud of the women and the athletes that continue to fight for these things and, and I would love to see, see more women um, speaking up in our league and, and taking a stance. Well said. Thank you for being so vulnerable mm -hmm. with us. And also, like, I could honestly go on a rant for, like, hours. I was about to get, like, go, I don't know where I was going to go. But, yeah, it's hard, guys. It's like you literally realize, like, what soccer is so insignificant compared to these things, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I hear you. And you do a great job of using your platform as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, and the chat is showing you a lot of love. I can't right now, but after this, I'll like, stand up and give you a hug. <laughs> I really appreciate the vulnerability. It's beautiful, especially having met your beautiful son. <laughs> I did bring him here today, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there's no easy way to transition out of that, but our show is running out of time. So remember that both Angels Wear Boots and LAFC 360 are available as audio podcasts as well. Just search 110 Football on your app of choice, and there we are. This weekend, Angel City hits the road and travels to Portland. We'll be right back here next Monday to break it all down on Angels Wear Boots. We'll see you then. For Jessica Black, Lauren Susselman, and Sarah Gordon, I'm Megan Reyes. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. We will see you next week. You doing okay? <laughs>
Thank you, everybody. Thanks to everybody in the chat bye. as well. <laughs> Love you guys. Not as weird when we're saying bye. I know. I want to hug you right now. Because I'm crying. Follow 110 Football and subscribe to this channel.